feel good to see each and every one of you. Praise the Lord. If you got your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 17. You'll stand, please, for the reading of the word. I want to welcome each and every one of you that have tuned into Rock Solid Truth versus YouTube. Amen. We want to thank you for inviting us into your home. It is such an honor and such a privilege. I pray that the very word that you receive today shall be a blessing to you. It shall reach out and touch you, shall minister to you, but not only minister to you, but challenge you in the things that the Lord has placed on my heart, and I pray that you adhere to those things as well. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. And we want to praise the Lord for the opportunity, amen, that you that are watching are able to see the scriptures up on the tube, amen, or up on the, on the screen, so it makes it easier for you to read along with us as we go. So we praise the Lord for what the Lord is doing there, amen. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today. I magnify and glorify and praise your precious name. I ask you now, Lord, to do a mighty work in the hearts of those that have gathered together, not only in this place, but watching us through YouTube. Amen. We'll give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said. You may be seated this morning. The title of my message this morning is Contending for the Faith, Part 2. This is a series that we are going to be dealing with, and I know that it's going to be a blessing to you because multitudes of people are interested in the realm of faith. Although I have to say that most people that deal in faith only pick the apples from the tree. What do I mean by that? I mean that most people who want to know about faith or what are dealing faith, faith is like a tree to them. And they pick the apples off the tree without ever understanding, without ever knowing what the tree is all about or what the tree has done to produce these apples. And then because the apples are that which you get to enjoy, that, but it, faith is about understanding how that faith works. Faith is about understanding what the Lord has given to you and imparted to you as a born-again child of God in the, in the avenues of faith. Amen. Contending for the faith. That word contending means to struggle, to overcome. Much like struggling with faith over unbelief. It's kind of like a competition, if I may put it in there. Amen. You've got faith, but you've also got unbelief. And what happens? There's a struggle in there. There's, there's a fighting that's going on in there. Amen. There's a competition on which one is going to win in any certain situation or any certain circumstance. And that's where we are as children of God. Simply because there's a two-part realm. There's God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost in one part. And then there's the devil in this world in the other part. One is contending that you operate in faith. The other one is contending that you operate in unbelief. Amen? 
So faith is a subject that most of God's people are interested in. Two reasons. Number one, they understand that it's faith that pleases God. Number two, they understand that it takes faith to appropriate all the promises of God. In order to appropriate all the promises that God has given to you and I, it takes faith. Faith is needed. Faith is a, needs to be appropriated. Now, let me make a statement here. It's so simple and yet it's so profound concerning faith. If you're going to write something down, write this. Faith is real. Faith is real. And the average child of God would say, this is what they would say. Well, Pastor, of course, faith is real. I mean, duh, faith is real. But the reality is that multitudes of God's people do not believe that faith is real. What do I mean by that? This is what most people believe that faith is. Faith is saying something that is so when it's really not. And if you say it long enough, then it will become so. Let me say that again. What most people believe faith is, is saying something that's so, but it's not so. But if you say it long enough, and if you adhere to everything that you're supposed to adhere to, then it will become so. That's powerful. Because multitudes of Christians operate in that. If I say it, it is so. If I say it, it may not be so now, but if I say it, I keep saying it, it will be so. And I believe that it will be so. Multitudes of people, of God's people, are there. Multitudes of people believe that faith is saying the right things. Persevering. What does that word persevering mean? Gutting it out. Persevering in the right things. Not wavering. Holding on. Speaking to things. And persisting until that which is not so becomes so. That's what a multitude of people believe. And if you just hang on, whether it's for healing, whether it's for finances, whether it's for deliverance, whether it's for relationship, if you just hold on and persevere and say the right thing, then the thing that you are wanting will become real. That's what people believe about faith, and it's false. That is hypocrisy concerning the principle of faith. And in this false assumption concerning faith, that is what makes people of faith look and act weird. I'll say it again. I'm sure you've seen them. I'm sure that you've heard them. They speak these things, and you don't say nothing, but in your mind you're saying, 
this false assumption that makes people of faith look weird. And faith is not weird at all. I don't know how many believe that if you confess it long enough, it will come to pass. But I'll tell you, there are many. And if what you believe and stand on, if you think that you can speak it enough times that it will come to pass, you're never going to be able to walk in the realm of what faith is really is. Because faith is real. It's actual. It's tangible. It can be grasped. But it can only be grasped. Get this now. It can only be grasped in the spiritual world. It's only real in the spiritual world. It's only tangible in the spiritual world. It's only actual in the spiritual world. You've got to bring it from the spiritual world into the physical world to make it a reality in your life, in your healing, in your prosperity, in your deliverance, in your relationship. You've got to bring it from there to here, and it's faith that makes that possible. Amen. That is powerful. And if you get this concept of what I'm bringing to, it will literally change your life. It will change everything that you know about faith and it will bring it into a reality that makes it real to you. When I say, by the stripes of Jesus Christ I am healed, and even though I may not see that taking place in my body, when I say by his stripes I am healed, I am not saying something that is not so, hoping that it will become so. <clears throat> when I confess the words that by his stripes I am healed, it is in my spirit that I see the reality of that which is spoken. It's in the spirit world that I see it. I say, by the name of Jesus Christ, by his stripes, I am healed. I am looking at my body, and my body, whatever I'm praying for, and the pain doesn't leave, the body doesn't change, nothing takes place. But I am not looking at that which is physical. I am looking at that which is spiritual, and I am talking to that which is spiritual in another world and in my body. Because the spirit, one-third of me is born again. Two-thirds of me is flesh. One-third of me is spirit. I look into my spirit, man, and I see that on the inside of me, I am healed in one-third part of me. And so when I look in my spirit, not looking at the other two-thirds of my flesh, when I look at my spirit and I say, by the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, I am healed, I am seeing the reality in the one-third of me that is so. If I see the reality of that which is so, and I see it with my spiritual eyes, 
that I don't have to run to the Walgreens, I don't have to go to the pharmacy, I don't have to pick up this medicine or pick up that medicine because I already see that I am healed in my spirit, ma'am. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Because what I am seeing with my spiritual eyes, not my fleshly eyes, because my fleshly eyes still see the problem. It's true. The problem. Yeah. My fleshly eyes still see the problem. My fleshly eyes, my body still feels the problem. But in my spiritual eyes, I know that it's a done deal and it's just a matter of time that faith manifests itself in that spirit man and brings it to reality in that fleshly man. Yep. Yep. Glory to God. So I'm not relating to the physical. But that's where most of God's children relate to. The things that they smell, the things that they hear, the things that they see, the things that they touch, the things, those things are the things that they relate to instead of their spiritual eyes that they can look into the spirit man and see that on the inside of them you have already been healed. Try explaining that, Sister Jackie. Hallelujah. Because here's what faith has done. Faith has given me the ability to see in the Spirit. Because here's what happens with 95% of all God's people. They get a problem. They pray for it. They even take authority over it. And then the problem persists and they look at the problem and they say, well, apparently that prayer didn't work. Apparently something never happened because I'm not healed. And so what they're doing, relating to are the five senses instead of their spiritual senses. Because if you've spoken it, if you take an authority over it, if you believe it, and you need no further confirmation, no matter what your body does, no matter what your tendons do, no matter what your nerve endings do, it does not matter because you've already seen the manifestation of it in the spiritual. So when I confess that by his stripes I'm healed, it's a reality in my spirit. It's not a reality in my flesh, but it's a reality in my spirit where faith has been given to me. Because it's faith through the spirit, through the fruit of the spirit. Love, Joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance, meekness. All of those things are inside my spiritual man. And 
that you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, now you have supernatural faith as well tied to the fruit of the Spirit which is already in there. So all of these things that are already there are a reality in your spirit man, but not in your physical man. Yes. Glory to God. The problem is, but you see it. Do you see it? Do you really see it? When, when, when I say by his stripes I am healed, I want to tell you, I see it as a done deal. And if I see it as a done deal, I'm not looking for alternative methods to get healed. Because this is one of the fundamentals of faith. To be able to seek and to find that which God, Jesus Christ, God the Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit have given you the opportunity to ask, to seek, to find. For everyone that asks receives, and everyone that seeks finds, and everybody that knocks, the door is opened unto Him. That is the fundamental of faith. You are able to do that by your ability of faith to look into a place where faith is and where the promises of God are. It's not reading it out of the Bible. It's the ability of looking at the place where you are at and saying, there it is, this is what it means, and it's to me, and it is a manifestation, it is the glory of what God has given to me. Wow. And when you believe it, when you really believe it, and you believe that they are yea and amen unto the glory of God by you and I, then your faith becomes a bridge between that which is spirit, one-third of you, spirit, to the other two-thirds of you that is physical, and faith becomes a bridge because now you're able to look into that one-third and appropriate all of the things that you need for the other Amen. So faith is real. It's a substance. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. I'm kind of curious to see whether I've given you all the scriptures or not, amen, so you won't be whining to me later. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> because if, if I'm saying something and he don't have, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be getting it with the eyes and I'll be getting it with the hand signals. Amen. Amen. That's Brother Lynn in the back. For all on YouTube, amen. The reason that you're seeing it is because of the things he's done. So we thank God for what he's doing. Amen. Yes, amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the what? Substance. Substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. What does it say of things hoped for when they're real? 
that it's hoped for and because you've got to be able to go into this new realm where the substance is at. Faith, now faith, is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, you hope that you're able to bridge this gap to go in because it's right there. It's kind of like, it's kind of like losing uh, your wedding ring. And you think you lost it out in the yard. And so you go out in the yard hoping to find it. Because that's where you lost it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's in another realm hoping that you can bridge that other realm with your spiritual eyes for you to see so that you can acquire and get the things and it's no longer a hope. Now it becomes a reality. Yes, amen. Oh, this is so good. Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence. In other words, there's evidence there, but you can't see it. Yeah. That's right. But it's there. It's there. It, you just can't see it. Hallelujah. But it's there. You can't find that ring. You went everywhere in the yard. You can't find that ring. And then all of a sudden, and then your brain is plugged up. You say, what's down inside that brain? So you take out that little thing underneath. Lo and behold, what's down there? The ring. The ring. You couldn't see it. But it was still there. It's the evidence of things. Oh, my goodness. This is the reality of faith that I want you to get. Because if you can train your eyes. You know what I thought. We all, as we get older, have problems with getting up in the middle of the night you go to the bathroom. It just comes with young age, I'll say. Just comes with young age. And so I started taking authority over those things because I didn't like getting up in the middle of the night. And you know what I found? You know what come to my realization after a period of time? That I have, and I've been speaking faith. I'm speaking faith and I, I see it. But you know what I've done is I've trained my body that we don't get up in the middle of the night anymore. We don't get up in the middle of the night anymore. You go to the bathroom, I mean, you're taking, we're, I don't know if I should say this, you're taking a 74-year-old man and, and, and teaching him potty training again. Hello? And I have trained my body that between the time of 11 o'clock and the time of 7 o'clock, we hold it just like we've taught our dogs to do. Hello? You're right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I got two dogs, amen, and they were puppies. I trained them, hey, look, the carpet is not your toilet. You hold 
if I'm not home. You hold it during the night, and I'll let you out in the morning. Well, guess what? I had to train my body to do that as well. And now that my body is trained, it don't do those things anymore. Because I was able to see and hope for substance. Substance, amen, becoming a reality of things hoped for in places that I've not seen. Now, I mean, this is going to go over YouTube, but if I, if I go tell my doctor this, uh -huh. he, you know what he's going to say? You're weird. Yeah. I'm just trying to show you some things here that I refuse to live by what my body says that I'm going through simply because of old age. Amen. No, I refuse that. I refuse that. I have found the fountain of youth. That's what I have found. I have found the fountain of youth, and it's called the word of the living God. Amen. And the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And I am not going to participate in that realm. So if my body has to be trained, my body has to be trained. And my body is trained. We don't do this anymore. Praise the Lamb of God. Faith is a substance. This is a substance right here. But faith is a substance as well. Glory to God. The chairs that you're sitting on are substance. Watch this. The chairs that you're sitting on were made out of a substance. But that substance that they were made out of came from another place. And you wouldn't be able to sit on chairs and you wouldn't be able to be in this room and you wouldn't be able to have in this building except for the substance that came from another place that created the substance that you are able now to enjoy all the things that are in this world. That's true. Hallelujah. Everything that you see, everything that you see was created by someone you can't see and it was created by things that you can't see. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Still with me? Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Notice something here. Through faith, we're supposed to understand. This is the only way that we can understand this, is through faith. You can't understand it in the realm of the physical. You can't understand it by your own human reasoning. The only way that you are able to understand this is through faith. Yes. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. In other words, everything in this world, constellations, galaxies, worlds, planets, Everything was framed by this. Amen. Yes. Framed by this. If one dot is wrong, this whole world comes crashing down. 
One tittle is wrong. The whole world falls apart. That's what the Word of God says. The worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which are things which are seen were not made of things that do appear. In other words, everything that you see, everything that, that you behold was made by something else that you can't see. Yes. That includes you and I. The universe, mountains, the sea, metals, plains, animals. Everything that can be seen in this world, everything that you can see, taste, hear, feel, was made out of something in another world. You know what the ticket now is? The ticket now is for you to be able to see that which is there. That's the ticket. For you to be able to see. Because how many times have I ever heard this? You know what? I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. I spoke with other tongues. But you know, what good is it? I don't understand what it is. I don't understand what's going on. You know, I don't, I don't even practice it because, you know, what good is it? It shows no, it, no worldly good to me at all. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Because you have no understanding of what's been given to you because you're not able to see past your flesh. You're not able to see past your flesh. I remember so many times in the denomination that I was at where they put everything on the evidence of speaking in tongues. And through the scriptures I've learned that that's just the door that opens to you the wide arena of everything that God has. Are you able to see it? That's, that's, that's where we're at. If you can't see yourself being healed, you'll never be healed. If you can't see yourself rich, if you can't see it, if you can't feel it, it's not going to happen. You've got to be able to, inside of you, know and without a shadow of a doubt. It's not because of anything that I've done. It's not because of anything that I'm doing. It's because of Abraham and what he gave to me. And because my Lord and my God, he said, you are a child of Abraham. And because you are a child of Abraham, I'm going to bless you and the city. I'm going to bless you in the country. I'm going to bless you everywhere that you're at. And I've got a program. For you to be blessed by. And that program is giving. Hallelujah. Can you see it? Because it's faith that only allows you to see the substance.
Can you see it? Remember that story I told you about when I went to Africa and I'm on the interstate? I'm headed to Chicago O'Hare. Yeah. I was on 88 going west, I think, or east. east, going east. And I saw me coming back on the west. And I thought, and I, and I didn't see it physically. I saw it in my spirit. I didn't see another truck just like mine, with another guy just like my, me, with a cowboy hat on. I didn't see that. I saw that in my spirit, and I thought to myself, what is this? <coughs> well, a while later I'm going to understand because I knew that I was coming home. And I was coming home without dying because I was so sick That's in the jungle. The Lord showed me that you're coming home. And I, and I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that God showed me that in faith. So I didn't, when I'm out in the middle of the jungle, I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to make it or not. Because faith allowed me to see that. If I was to ask people, and I would say, how was the world made? How did God make the world? You know, eight out of ten people would say God made the world out of nothing. Yeah. No, God didn't make the world out of nothing. He made it out of substance from another realm. Yes. That's how the world came into play. The creation of the world, those seven days, were created because of another realm, another world. And he took it out of that realm and created this realm. Including us. And included us. And, and people are searching and searching and searching for life on Mars and life on Jupiter. I'm telling you, there is no life anywhere but here. Amen. So keep looking all you want to look. It's not there. The only life other than here is the place where he realms, and it's called heaven. The Word of God proclaims it. Through faith we understand. Glory to God. So you know what that means to you and I? That that realm, that spiritual realm, is greater than this realm. Absolutely can be accessed, but it's a greater realm. Because everything out of that realm created this realm. And so the things that you need, everything that you need, is in that realm, in that spiritual realm. Everything that you need is in that spiritual realm. In other words, let me bring it home for you. Everything that you need is in one third of you. Everything. You're already prosperous in one-third of you. Doesn't matter how much you want. You're already, one-third of you is already prosperous. One-third of you is already healed. One-third of you is already delivered. One-third of you is already lovely. Well, that's a scary thought for some of us. 
Turn to John 10, 10. John 10, 10. I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. We there? John 10, 10. John 10, 10 is the last, last part of that verse. First part was the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And then the second part is, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. What is the scripture talking about? Scripture is talking about the spiritual, not the physical, the spiritual. In fact, is Second John two. Beloved, I wish above all things that there may be that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. He's talking about the spiritual. And he's talking about bringing out of the spiritual and bringing it into 
flesh, into your soul. Why doesn't he just talk about it being in the bank? Why the soul? Because your, because your mind has to be renewed so that you can get it from your, the, the spiritual to the physical to the bank. Hello. Glory to God. That word salvation. You know, I am so thankful for the word. Because I was thinking as I was preparing this week for my message. I went back some 20 years. And I started thinking about the difference between then and the difference now. A new man has evolved out of that. It's, and when I say a new man, it's a, it's a radical man. It, it's a man that sees things like he's never seen them or grasped them before. All of the realities that are present and all of the promises that are there and all of the things that God has given to you and I to walk in the very essence of exceedingly precious and precious promises that he's given. And I thank God for the word to bring us. And, and we all fault at one time or another. We all think and have to get our thinking back on track. We all do that simply because we're in this fallen body. But the fact of the matter is, I thank God for the realities of the Word of God so that we can understand that no matter what is taking place in this world, we have abundant life. And then I was thinking this morning about how blessed that I am. Every once in a while I get on this kick because I've been overseas and I see the reality of how they live and how we live. And on our worst day, our worst day, we are a hundred times better than anybody that I can think of wherever I've been. A hundred times. That's how bad it is. But you can only see that in faith. You can only see that because we look at it how bad we've got it, how bad things are, how how broke we are. We look at we look at the reality of that. And we don't grasp because it's only by faith that we're able to see that. That's why we get caught up in things like the election, things like prosperity, things like relationship. That's why we get caught up in all of these things. Why? Because we're not looking at them through faith. If we was looking through faith, not one of us would ever complain. Not one of us would ever speak negative. 
Not one of us would say, woe is me, how bad I've got it. I don't know how we're going to make it through. Not one of us. Because it's through faith that we see it. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. <clears throat> According to as his divine power, now watch this. Luke chapter 9, now I'm just saying this, this is not. Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, it says that he gathered his disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over every devil and over every disease. Then he sent them out. By his divine power, according to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, so we, by his divine power, the divine power that he has, Notice what he's done. He's given unto us, you and I, all things. All things that pertain to two things. Is that what the word says? He's given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Let me change the words. He's given, to us, he's given unto us all things that pertain to that which is physical and that which is spiritual. All things. Everything physical is given to you. And someone's going to say, wait a minute, that's not true. Because I don't have a lot of the things, I don't have home. I don't have a car. I don't have clothes. I don't, I, 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 I've got social security. I can't get any, no extra money. He's given unto you life, physical and spiritual, and he's given you spiritual that you can get all of those things from the spiritual into the physical. And you can get them two ways. What are the two ways? Virtue and knowledge. If this is not true, then God's a liar. If it's not true, I mean, if it's not true, then this is just pie in the sky. That's all it is. I believe that it is true. And I will also say something else that probably 90% of God's children don't know that this is true. Because they look in the physical realm not able to see that which is available through the spiritual realm. And because they are, and because of this thing called faith, they're not able to see it. Can you see it? You have to be able to see it. I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. Someone called me up the other day and they said, how old is your daughter now? I said, she's 16. Wow, things have really, really got ahead of us, haven't they? I said, yeah, they have. I see her many times as that baby girl that was just this big. She comes in from 
from work, she comes in and she, and she'll always be my baby girl. Because I was able to see that many, many years ago of what's transpired now. I see many things that are taking place in my body simply because I've been able to see it. You look at rock solid truth right now, and you say, nine people? I see it much larger than that. I see what's taking place in Africa and India. I see it much larger than that. I see it in the spirit. I see it, what God has called us to do and to be. Forgiveness, healing. You've got to be able Relationships. <laughs> so why did you say, yeah? In order for relationships to prosper and to be good, you got to be the instigator of that relationship. You got to be the one to you're the one. What is Jesus Christ doing? Reconciling the world unto himself. How's he doing that? By faith. How are, and then it says that he gave unto us the, recon, the ministry of reconciliation. What is that? <laughs> That's mending relationships. I'll take a good amen. You don't want to hear it, I know. Amen. amen. That's reconciling the world unto yourself through the Jesus in you so that you can mend these relationships. And if it comes down to the place, amen, that they don't want to be reconciled, then it comes down to 490 times in one day that you're going to forgive them until it becomes reality. And it's all done by faith. I know, I'm meddling. I know. But that's the reality. If you can believe, if you are able to believe, then faith can give you substance. Faith can give you tangibility. Faith can give you evidence. Faith can give you the proof of things that are not seen. I believe with all of my heart that there are going to be some people that when Jesus Christ comes back, they're going to be the glorious church. And they're not going to be people that are in wheelchairs and people that are on oxygen and people that are inhibited by their, by their flesh. I believe that there are people who believe that when Christ said you are the glorious church, that not only meant spiritually, but physically as well. I believe that with all my heart. I don't believe it's pie in the sky. I believe it's the reality of God's word. I, he's given us all things that are physical. He's given us all things that are life and all things that are spiritual.
Faith does not make something not so, and if you say it long enough, it will become so. Faith is you going across that bridge and being able to see those things that are not seen, but your eyes, your spiritual eyes, see them and you appropriate them. Whether it's for your eyes, whether it's for your ears, whether it's for your body, whether it's for your lungs, whether it's for your stomach, whether it's for your colon, whether it's for your liver, your kidney, whether it's for any of those things, whether it's for your blood, whether it's for bones that don't break, whether whatever it is that you can reach across. I was playing tennis Thursday. And ball was over my head, and I'm going back for it. And, you know, I'm like a ballerina, you know, I'm just agile and all of these things, you know. And uh, I'm going back, I'm going back. All of a sudden, my rear gets behind my feet. And I'm going back and going back, and then I'm going down and down and over. And before I ever hit the ground, I said, Jesus, no effects in the name of Jesus Christ. No effects. Everybody, oh, you all right? You all right? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Amen. I get up, and I just put my hand right here, and I could, I could already feel it. I'm feeling, it's feeling. I said, no, you won't. And that was the end of it. And afterwards I began, because I put a new thing into my prayer, into my speaking of faith, and I said, no bones will ever break in this body. No hips will break, no knees will break, no legs will break, no arms will break, no back will break. In the name of Jesus. Why am I able to do that? Because I can see it. Because I have the ability to see it. Because I have the ability to see it, it's not happening. It's not happening. You see, faith to me is something that is real. I've only come to understand it, really understand it, in the last couple of years. And by understanding it, I walk in a place that I've never, ever walked before. I begin to understand what he's really given to you and I is the ability to be that glorious church in this fallen world. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you today.
want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for the reality of who you are and your word. Lord, you said you have come that we might have life and that we might have it abundantly. John 10, 10. I thank you, Lord, for that revelation and I thank you for that which you're doing in the life of your children. We'll give you all the praise and all of the glory that your holy name shall be exalted and everyone that has heard these words today shall lift them and challenge them to a higher place in their life to know that they can walk in that which has been given to them all things pertaining to life and godliness. We'll give you all the praise and all of the glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said. Amen. You that are watching by YouTube, thank you once again for allowing us to come into your home and to preach the Word of God to you. I want to encourage you, catch me on Facebook, catch me on Instagram, catch me on Twitter. Amen. Uh, catch me on a lot of different places. Go to my website, www.rocksolidtruth.com. Amen. Uh, see what we're doing. Come and be a partner with us as we spread this gospel to the world. If you, need, if, you, if you have a prayer request and you need someone to pray with you, my number is 309-292-3457. This is DK Room. Go with God, and he will surely go with you. I am so glad that you invited us into your home. What a blessing it has been for us, and I pray that the blessing has transpired to you as well. I'd like to speak to you about a few things, if I may. Uh, go to our website, www.rocksolidtruth, and take a look and see what we're doing, our projects over in Africa, water filtration, helping children uh, in their schools. I think it would just be a blessing to you. It would be an honor if you would partner with us. Uh, I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Go with God, and he will surely go with you.